I'm Alex Ashkin here, guest hosting today's episode of Big Talk on WFHB 91.3 and 98.1 FM for Bloomington, Ellettsville, and Brown County. I'm joined today by the man about town and community organizer, event organizer, Josh Johnson of Mid by Midwest Productions. How are you doing today, Josh? I'm doing great. That is quite the intro. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Alex. I, I don't know if I, if I deserve it, but we'll, we'll see. I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. And, you know, this is why we have you on, because I build you up during the introduction, and now you get to have all this motivation to share really good stories during okay. our... <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'm, so, I'm going to prove my, uh, how much I deserve that amazing <laughs> intro. Okay, like exactly. It. First things first, full disclosure, Josh and I used to actually work together way back in the day. Uh, we were both members of what I like to call the Farmly, uh, members yeah. of Farm Bloomington. Josh was one of the bar managers and also ran the Root Cellar Lounge while I was a cook there. And that's how we kind of began our relationship. Now, since working at the Root Cellar, you've kind of gone and expanded a lot of what you like to do around town, which seems to be event management, event planning, and organizing concerts and venues. And that already started with your company, Mid by Midwest Productions, or sometimes you see it these days, MXMW. Productions. Tell me a little bit about the start of that company and what you're doing with it these days. It all kind of started from different events that I had created uh, based on needs of bars, venues, restaurants that I either worked for or were friends with or just liked or, you know, any of that stuff, then kind of grew from there. So Mid by Midwest really right now does mainly live game oriented events. So a lot of pub quiz stuff. So mm -hmm. we have Bloomington pub quiz, uh, which we had many of those around obviously pre um, pandemic. And of course, murder mysteries, which mm -hmm. um, we have done a lot of fundraisers for not-for-profits with those mm -hmm. but also we've had some regular runs at places like scholars Inn and things where we've done you know one a month or six months or something like that too. so i think alex you may have been around during the beginnings of the, the murder mystery creations when we were doing those in the uh basement there at the root cellar so uh so that's kind of how a lot of that stuff started i i started out with event planning and management doing live shows so we'll probably get into that a little bit more later but for many years i did the bloomington battle of the bands at the bluebird uh, i think that started in 05 or something like that and i did booking for rhinos for a couple of years as well uh, after i started mid by midwest so uh, in the beginning of mid by midwest which is essentially just me going out on my own working for different venues uh doing 
kind of a, a collection of, of different types of events based on what that venue, restaurant, or bar wanted. So it's a different approach than before when I was working for one particular place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of gave me some some flexibility and the ability to work with a lot of different great people and organizations here in Bloomington. So so that was really great. And that started with more of a focus on music. Uh, but we've we've kind of really morphed into being really game oriented over the past, uh, I'd say, a couple of years. And I still do, you know, I work with uh, Midway Music Festival, of course, and still do some some events that are that are music based. But the regular weekly ones now are are mainly trivia and of course, you know, the, the murder mystery events. So one thing you just mentioned was that Mid by Midwest gives you a little bit more independence, a little bit more uh, ability to craft a unique experience relative to your client at the time. Is there a particular thing that you've been proud of in doing that, where you view a certain idea like the murder mysteries or something else, sort of like your baby, like this was something that went from this would be fun to growing it into like an actual business offering. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of a a lot of stuff like that. I think because so much of what I do now is collaborative Mm -hmm. with uh, of course, starting out with what that particular business or organization needs and wants. Right. So, so it starts there and then getting you know, their thoughts on, on more of the details of what they want that event to look like or what's important to their organization. Mm-hmm. And so all of that then means that we get to sort of start with a base of here's the type of event uh, or the type of, of need or interest that you have and, and build it out from my experience, from their experiences, from how we collaborate together. So uh, th- there's a lot of stories and examples of that probably that I can think of, but uh a, a few quick ones so off the top of my head, I think, you know, the murder mysteries, obviously that that's a, a big thing, right? Because that was a very, that's grown a ton as far as how Absolutely. it, how it started, not even just obviously how uh, it's, it's gotten bigger, um, but the mechanics of the game, the concept, how, how people play it, uh, all that stuff. You know, it, it's all a result of doing that, working with different people and mm-hmm. different players too, you know? So I think, you know, the murder mystery overall is a really big one where it started out as, you know, something my wife, Stephanie and I had played a boxed version of for a friend's birthday party. And we thought, wouldn't this be a fun idea if you could do it with more people? And if people had more of, the ability to be the character to solve the crime um, and to work together, right? And so I think that was that was a pretty big kind of watershed moment for the murder mysteries is putting people on teams and figuring out a way to you know have a point system where you could do things beyond just solving the murder mystery because you may have the murder on your team. And so a lot of that stuff becomes you know so then we come up with with other crimes, right? So now. Anytime we do murder mysteries, there's two crimes. Uh, one's a murder. Uh, other than the one time we did for St. Jude's, and uh, the kids requested a pirate murder mystery. This is a fundraiser, you know, for yeah. adults playing. But 
Mm -hmm. uh, the kids were involved in, in picking what it was, which was super cool. And so they wanted to be pirate themed. So I wrote 120 pirate characters. <laughs> which wow. Amazing. I learned so much about like, you know, jobs on a, on a ship, you know, <laughs> to, to come up with these different things. Right? You know, so, so that's one of the, the examples of where we didn't have a murder on there because we wanted to go a little, a little lighter. You know? Yeah. So usually there's a murder and then, a, and then there's a second crime. And so, so what that, how we got to that, and the reason why I bring this up with, with your question, which is a really good one, is that came from talking to people and from seeing how it worked organically. Right, and from having people involved who were really interested and and saw this weird idea that wasn't great to begin with, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and helped us make it that way. And so maybe not a good answer, but but the the real answer probably to that question is all of these events. They're all like that. They're all collaborative. They're all examples in in one way or another of how we've grown something based on working with individual people, their needs, their interests, all that stuff, right? And so that's where it all comes from. And, you know, and then we, we start out in a basement having, I don't know, 15 people uh, where you have characters that are described by one or two lines to, you know, doing the fundraiser for St. Jude's that raised $60,000 wow. um, and had 120 pirates, right? You know, uh, <laughs> they're all on teams and that are now doing these, uh, you know, interactive problem solving puzzles and all this stuff. Right. And so, so it all grows from, you know, from a very small thing based on collaborating with different people. So I love the idea of it being sort of an evolutionary process that really comes about as just collaborating with your customers, with the community, with, you know, the client itself, whoever the organization is. Taking things back a bit, could you tell me a little bit about the first event you ever organized? Not necessarily Mid by Midwest, just in general. Yeah. And what sort of thoughts you have now looking back at it? There were different events that I'd been a part of throughout high school and early college and stuff. But, but I think the most accurate answer to this is in 2014, well, no, I'm sorry, 2004, it would have been, we started Punk Rock Mondays, which was a weekly, a weekly event at a bar called Uncle Fester's that has changed names a couple of times and now is a part of Kilroy's there right by Jimmy John's and uh, under Upstairs Pub. So that was my first adventure into connecting my personal interest in the music community here in Bloomington mm -hmm. uh, and professionally doing events. And I remember going in and talking with the owner who, you know, became my friend, you know, later on. And there was a, a group of us, there's a handful of people in the, in the scene that were, you know, personal friends of mine that wanted more specific straight up, you know, punk rock bills in town. And so, and, you know, and everything from, you know, folk punk, pop punk, you know, uh, a, a wide sort of array of, of what that word means. But one of them worked in the kitchen for the restaurant that was connected to that bar. And he had kind of become friends with the owner and said, hey, you know, I think that there's, you know, a, a, an interest in the scene. And I think there's some people that could organize it and, and put this together. And, you know, at that 
time. They weren't doing anything on Mondays. So we said, you know, Mondays are open. See if we can give it a try. And so the owner said, okay, we'll have, you know, have somebody come in and talk to me. And I still, to this day, I have no idea why I was the one out of the four that were. Um, I have no idea. And so uh, I don't know if they were all working or I should, maybe we drew straws. I don't remember that part. Who knows, right? But, uh, but anyway, so, so I go in there and I kind of pitched this idea. And we had already talked to, to local bands that we knew. And, you know, we'd gotten some people on board and, and thought that we could figure out how to fill out bills, you know, once a week. And, and I said, well, you know, I think if you give us one Monday, I bet we could, you know, kind of show you what we could do. And he said, well, I'll give you a month. And after the month, then we'll, we'll decide from there. And it was a month of November, too, right? Which it isn't super great, especially relying on college kids that, you know, are going away for breaks and weather in Indiana and all that stuff. Uh, and, and it worked out, you know. We got our, you know, friends and local bands that, that played and uh, lots of great groups like Nicotones and Sump Pumps and Prizzy Prizzy Please and the Coke Dares and, uh, you know, lots of great groups like that. And I'm leaving out a million, but, uh, but those are some that, you know, were around right in the very beginning that I was on top of my head. So, uh, so that kind of started everything for me, to be honest. That organization of, you know, trying to book those bands. And I was just a part of the scene. I just really enjoyed it. And I've always been pretty social. And so I think that I was friendly, at least with, with some of the, the people in the scene, too. So I think that that kind of helped with, with connecting uh, and, you know, putting those Monday shows on. And then it just really all went from there. A uh, weekend show would get canceled and the owner would ask if we knew anybody. And so put somebody in and it went okay and then start doing more days. And then I did that professionally for man, eight years working at venues. Um, you know, and it, and it took time. You know, I did it, you know, part-time doing the Mondays, picking up, you know, a little bit here and there, probably a year or so and still worked part-time for the university at the Music Arts Center as well. So, you know, the real answer is that it, it came from my interest in the local music community specifically, you know, the punk rock community and, and music scene and wanting more shows and somebody gave us the, the chance to, to, to try it. And so we did. So one thing that you mentioned was that you're working part-time at the university and I was doing a little bit of digging and I found out that uh, when you were a student at IU, you had studied communications and media. And so was there ever a point where you were like, man, there's so many parts to this because production is a huge field, whether you're an engineer, oh, sure. your talent, like my beautiful face, <laughs> <laughs> sure. or excuse me, listeners, my beautiful voice, <laughs> um, and, and so on. Uh, so was there a point prior to that where you started saying like, you know what, I, maybe if given the opportunity, I can do this. Or was it literally just the owner of Festers came up, said, hey, somebody recommended you to organize a show. <laughs> Can you come do it? Honestly, I think it's a little bit of both. And I think that that's usually how those things have worked, at least in my experience. You know, that's how it's worked with Mid by Midwest, with Murder Mysteries, with Trivia, Battle of Bands, any of that stuff. Usually it's a, it's a collaboration of... Of, of those things it's it's some mixture of i've thought of or been involved with this community or had these interests and and now there's an opportunity 
you know, I don't know that I ever imagined it. You know, was able ever able to imagine that things would end up exactly how how they did by any means. You know, I, I certainly didn't go to class and structure out. Here's how I'm going to, to learn these things and 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 be able to do this exact thing. That that certainly is not the case. But I'm really happy things worked out the way they did. I think that I realized, oh, I don't know, probably my junior senior year, something like that, that. I'd been so involved in the music scene and my interest in music was so great that I think a focus on that probably was gonna make more sense. And I loved communication and culture for a lot of things that didn't have a whole lot to do with production. Joan Hawkins is an amazing professor at IU and she taught so many great courses, these, these weird, uh, courses that that dealt with you know avant-garde cinema and and all the stuff that that was more about discussing and thinking about and approaching race gender sexuality through media text right and yeah. so so i think that there are a lot of things that i got out of that program and and specifically you know joan as a professor that helped shape how i think about stuff and how i, I approach things and I think that really helped a ton. Trying to think about things from a different perspective, trying to approach it from how somebody else might might think. I think that helps probably with everything, and, and probably especially right now in the you know political sort of divides that that we have. But I think it's especially helped me with creating Mid by Midwest and you know starting these things that maybe didn't exist at least in this way in Bloomington in the same way that, that we're doing them, uh, was to be able to, to try and approach it from somebody else's perspective and to, and to get their perspective and to collaborate. And so uh, CMCO really taught me that. Though I would have never imagined exactly how this worked, I think I hoped something like this would happen. One of the things you just mentioned, and I'm glad you did, was sort of talking about perspective. And I think one of the things you were sort of uh, implying was approaching things with a sense of empathy, understanding that people sort of see things and experience things differently. Obviously, Bloomington has a unique culture, but we're also situated within South Central Indiana, so we get a lot of interchange of culture. You're an event organizer, an event planner, dealing with COVID, and that is one, a very unique perspective, but two, a lot of your work ends up existing in the social media space, doing a lot of Facebook, Twitter, what have you, to bring attention to these events, even if it's not necessarily people buying tickets, but spreading word of mouth and so on to generate interest and in that critical mass of an event. Has there been a point within the past year where you've had some pushback in social media, whether it's trying to organize an event or saying, hey, we're putting restrictions in or following certain guidelines, and you get pushback, whether it's somebody just saying, hey, have you considered this to all the way negative? How have you dealt with that? In my experience, it's come up maybe in a, in a different way. So we had a lot of regulatory events going on, mm -hmm. weekly ones, before the initial March 
shut down in the state of Indiana. So when that happened, everything that, that we were doing, uh, we had multiple ones at Upland, Bears Place, those all were closed down. You know, our interest in the interest of uh, all the restaurants, venues, and, and bars that, that we had trivia in was the safety of their employees, their customers. It seemed really natural to us to, to move online. And I say that now, it was, it was not without its own challenges, of course. Mm-hmm. The trivia community was very kind and very helpful to me with that, mm-hmm. as far as making, making those changes and figuring out how to do it together. Again, it's one of those collaborative things of, uh, as a community, you just, you work together and you figure it out. There were just a couple of instances that, that maybe are what you're talking about, but they were all from the side of people concerned with the safety for example, we had a, uh, a Star Wars trivia at Upland's West Side. We were doing a, a trivia series where we would do like three weekly events of the same okay. theme. You know, so Harry Potter, uh, The Office, you know, we, we've done a lot of them. Then at the end of those three, whatever team has done the best then wins a, a grand prize. So I had an ad running for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we canceled the event on Facebook and, you know, and all that stuff and ad running. We got some, uh, you know, interesting feedback of, you know, well, just saying that people should be social distancing. Of course, this doesn't allow for that. And so it made me think of of something that I think connects to what you're talking about and, and back to empathy and perspective. You know, I quickly just explained, hey, I'm sorry, this just was an ad that was running. The event actually has been canceled. And. Well, all of our physical events are, are shut down, you know, due to the state mandate and also due to our own personal interest. But it was coming from a perspective of wanting to keep people safe and wanting to end the shutdown as quickly as possible. And the best way to do that is for everybody to follow those guidelines. I didn't get upset with anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it simply was just they didn't look at the event itself to see that it's been canceled. And that happened another time where somebody posted about a picture that we had and said, you know, I I don't go to events where people cluster together, you know, without masks or something, I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I just made a comment that said, this is a picture from before, uh, you know, the pandemic. We obviously don't have any current pictures because it's online. So, (laughs) uh, you know, so it just shows, but but again, it's not, this isn't anybody's fault. This isn't, Mm -hmm saying he should have known that. It's saying that, yes, I think that we need to approach things uh, that that affect our community with that caution, with those thoughts of safety for everybody involved. I understand that, especially as you mentioned, sometimes being in the state of Indiana, where we can see a lot of people around us, even if we're in Bloomington, still a lot of people around us who who maybe aren't following guidelines from scientists and uh, medical community and how that can be frustrating and how people can respond in a way based on that sort of frustration and pressure. And I totally get that. What that made me think of was I need to approach things with thoughtfulness and kindness. I've learned a lot, particularly in this time when those things have come up, that that's how I hope I respond and how I try to approach it. One thing I want to talk about is also your personal approach to public safety. I know that your wife, Stephanie, 
an absolutely lovely individual who works as a nurse with IU Health Bloomington. That obviously is another perspective for you where somebody sees the real consequences of some of the issues going on regarding this public health crisis. Stephanie is the smartest person I know. She not only is an incredible nurse, but to kind of tie back to other things, Mid by Midwest, she came up with that name. A lot of the innovations for games, she really helps with. I mean, she has been absolutely instrumental with everything that I've done. Uh, she's the one who came up with the idea for me to start this and, and uh, you know, as its own thing and to work with different places. <laughs> her, her perspective is, is incredibly important um, in, in everything that we're talking about. But I think, you know, as, as we're talking about, you know, we just sort of came from this idea of, we don't know what people have access to or what they know, or what they've been told. Mm -hmm. um, and that all shapes our perspective and, and our approach, right? So that is a very nice and handy thing for me to have somebody who uh, is, is very educated and cares very much about that and, and is uh, currently actively helping people in, you know, uh, in that crisis. So, so I think that, that's been a huge help to me because that information has been readily available and also in a way where we can have discussions about it and I can ask questions. And I think it's been, of course, a, a massive help for me. One of the things that you've done with the community that has gotten you a bit of acclaim is working as the vice president of the Midway Music Festival. Now that started up, I believe back in 2017 as sort of a fundraiser for the Middleway House. And can you tell me a little bit more about how you got approached to join in this project or how you got involved? So a couple of quick things. So Midway Music Speaks is the not-for-profit organization that operates Midway Music Festival, as well as uh, some other really great things in town, uh, like Girls Rock Bloomington. So there's a lot of stuff that Midway Music Speaks does. And so I'm the vice president of the board of directors for the overall organization. Um, now the festival is a big part of what Midway Music Speak does. So Alexi King, one of the founders, was an intern of mine actually, um, from when I was doing the booking for Rhinos. What I try to do is at the end, if we've covered all the stuff that we need to, then they can do a project that utilizes the resources I have um, and any, you know, knowledge we have, you know, that, that will, will help them with that. But it's their idea, it's their project. Hers was a women's music festival. So it's been great to, to continue those relationships. Where is your impression of how things will sort of go in 2021? Everyone's a little anxious to sort of get back to events, get back to concerts, comedy shows, pub trivia. <laughs> We're just waiting to see when that stuff is safe, and then we'll make decisions then. Um, so we've never given any particular predictions or hopes of next spring or fall or, or anything like that. You know, the, the future of stuff, at least at least for me, at least for Mid by Midwest, it is going to be online for a while. I really appreciate you just sitting down with me to chat. Josh Johnson of Mid by Midwest Productions, thank you so much. I'm Alex Ashkin. <laughs>